You're listening to KDNK's Public Affairs Program for Land's Sake. I'm Bill Kite, your host. And today we're going to try a little different format. We've done this once before, and it was successful. So after I give an introduction here about what uh, we want to talk about today, uh, we'll open it up open uh, to calls. And so if you feel an urge to call, please do so. Um, and I had the number here somewhere, but I don't have it memorized. So hopefully Kathleen will come in here and uh, give me that number when we get ready. Uh, but we do want to talk about uh, the State of the Rockies report that just came out from Colorado College. It comes out every year. For the last 11 years, uh, it started out with five states uh, contributing, and now it's up to uh, uh, eight in, in Colorado, of course, is included in that, western states. And uh, the report shows really, uh, it's 115 pages. It's a lot of lot of pages, but it's very uh, tightly wound, and it, it produces a lot of data, some of which is overwhelming and some of which I want to talk about a little bit because it has to do with threats to public land. And, uh, you know, people are worried about their public land. Um, 61% of the overall population said they're worried about the future of public land and nature. And uh, 18 to 34-year-olds, 70% of them are worried about the future of Mother Nature. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that says a lot. We're not doing a very good job of handing them uh, the reins of power and how we take care of Mother Nature uh, at all. And that's what that's what we're detecting from this report. And also, um, it's increasingly serious problems. I'll give you the percentages here from 2011 when the report first started uh, being produced until 2021 this year. Just came out a few weeks ago. Um, and climate change uh, in 2011, only 27% of the population um, surveyed uh, was worried about climate change, and that's up to 54% today. And so that's a 27% increase. And climate change, uh, really, it, it's, it, it is associated with fire because we're in a drought situation now, and we, and we know from last year the serious fires that we saw that it's it's a very serious uh, thing to be in drought, and, and uh, we're, we're not getting out of it. We haven't received that much moisture yet from the snow, and who knows whether we will or not. But it's a very serious problem, and, and fires, 67% of the people surveyed think that wildfires in the West are more of a problem than they were 10 years ago. So there's definitely a lot of information here. Uh, threats to public land, to, to Mother Nature, are not going away. They're only increasing, and people's concern is increasing. The loss of habitat for fish and wildlife in 2011 was only 38%, and now this year it's 55%. Pollution of rivers, lakes, and streams, 42% in 2011, up to 55%. That's a 13% increase. Inadequate water supplies, from 40% in 2011 to 51% in 2021. And a really important one here, loss of family farms and ranches, was 50% in 2011. It's up to 56%. That's really important because when you lose, lose uh, family farms and ranches, you lose open space. And you lose wildlife habitat. And uh, the, the other concern, the last two that I'll mention, is the impact of oil and gas drilling on our land, air and water. And uh, air pollution and smog, uh, 
was also a concern from 40% up to 43%. So it, respondents really uh, also said, you know, the, the, the virus going around and, and us wanting to get out more, that 57% of the people that were surveyed said they will visit public lands more often than they used to, which, of course, presents a problem for those of us who want to get outdoors, uh, which that's why we live here in Colorado. Uh, we can expect the uh, area that we like to visit to be more crowded as a result of that. And so there's a lot of issues that, that um, surface that we can't do anything about unless we really become bold in our action. And 70% of Native Americans that were surveyed are worried about the future of nature, and they're ready to see some action. Uh, protecting our wildlife, land, and water is a, a concern uh, of 81% of people. And uh, they, are, they are willing uh, and ready to protect 30% of America's lands and oceans by, 30, uh, by 2030. And that's a, um, a, an incentive that uh, President Biden has introduced of trying to protect 30% more of our land uh, than um, we have been by uh, 2030. So that's, that's a noble goal. Uh, in the next uh, uh, nine years to try to uh, come up with 30% more land protected. And, of course, that uh, brings us to, before we start taking calls, it brings us to CORE, the Colorado Outdoor Recreation and Economy Act, which has uh, not been introduced uh, to the Senate yet. It was passed by the House of Representatives, and perhaps with a majority in the, the Senate, a uh, majority of Democrats, hopefully we will see that passed. Um, it has really... Four areas that are important, uh, Continental Divide, Recreation, Wilderness, and Camp Hill Legacy Act. Uh, I worked at Camp Hill when I was with the Forest Service, and uh, that would be, if if it's passed, it would be um, a national, first ever a National Historic Landscape. Uh, so that's uh, in the bill. Uh, San Juan Mountains Wilderness Act provides permanent protections for nearly 61,000 acres in the heart of the San Juan Mountains. Um, and then the Thompson Divide Withdrawal and Protection Act, which, of course, we've been uh, in our area here in, in Carbondale, been uh, concerned about for years. And a coalition, the, the, the divide co um, coalition here is still uh, waiting to, for action. And, and hopefully we'll get some some action here soon uh, with that bill if if our uh, two senators uh, will sponsor it. Uh, uh, Michael Bennett and then, of course, uh, Hickenlooper. Who's a, who's a new um, congressman or new uh, senator, and uh, that includes uh, protecting 200,000 acres in the Thompson Divide area and near Carbondale and Glenwood Springs, that we all love to go recreate in, and uh, so uh, that's something that uh, also I was a part of when we did the oil and gas future oil and gas leasing uh, environmental impact statement uh, for the White River National Forest, uh, which would have no new leasing uh, in the, the Thompson Divide area, but that needs to be protected more than what was what we did because uh, a new administration could come in, in in 10 years, five or 10 years, and that could that could be reversed. So it's important that we get the uh, CORE Act passed. And, uh, you know, the 117th Congress here uh, that's just began uh, last month, let's hope that they do um, actually pass that bill because it would it would really uh, help us to put our minds at ease a little bit for the Thompson Divide area. There are other threats too that uh, aside aside from not passing uh, the CORE Act, uh, that I consider that a threat, not protecting a, a Thompson Divide area. 
but uh, there's also been a problem from my understanding that recently in um, an email that was sent to me uh, by Alex uh, Maynard uh, that uh, ATV use in um, the marble area is becoming uh, worse and worse and producing a lot of uh, problems, producing uh, dust and noise and trampling of vegetation and trash and human waste and problems, people accessing, uh, accessing their own driveways, reduced quality of emergency uh, response due to blocked access, water pollution, um, you know, light pollution from people and noise from, uh, from going up the, the four pass uh, uh, or lead king loop. And uh, so there, there are concerns locally that I'd like to hear from uh, some of the people here that I hope hope will call in. And I'm trying to find our number here. I, I had it uh, a moment ago. Um, I was hoping Kathleen would come in here and give it to me. Let me see what we got here. Okay, uh, call back at 963-2976. There we go. I, you know, the older I get, the more my mind sends to to uh, wander off. So if you would, please call the studio line at 970-963-2976. I was hoping maybe that Alex might be listening in and uh, would give us a call and talk a little bit more about uh, from his experiences of the ATV problem around the marble area. Uh, And, of course, a lot of the issues that were brought out in the Colorado uh, College um, State of the Rockies report have really produced a bipartisan support for conservation. I think that's really important and and for our environment. Uh, And calls for bold action are what we need if we're going to get anything done uh, as far as protecting Mother Nature. Uh, I I am concerned about the younger voters who are are really um, greatly concerned about the future of Mother Nature. And and I think we we deserve uh, or they deserve us to be more, um, more listeners to what they're uh, what they're saying and what their concerns are, and hopefully we can be more involved in them participating with us in protecting more of Mother Nature. And Native peoples, too, this particular year, 2021, uh, conservation in the West Pole uh, was uh, involving a lot more Native Americans. I got somebody coming in on the line there. I was going to go ahead and put you in uh, just right now, so go right ahead if you would. Yeah, Bill, the humans are hard on this planet. Yeah, is that you, Double T? Yeah. Well, thanks uh, for calling uh, in. Well, yeah, the, my, my concern is here we are in our 21st year of a drought, and this is an ideal time to stop using our water for fracking. And so right. then the protection of public lands is part of that. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, you're absolutely because that fresh water that's used for fracking is not recovered ever. And uh, no, toxified and sequestered. That's yeah, and and that's that's a problem because we don't have that much much water to go around anyway, do we? Well, we had a had a shortage this year uh, in firefighting water, as I understand. Well, I wouldn't be surprised there. That's that's always a problem in trying to have uh, areas that are close to where you're fighting the fire where you can get water. So, yeah, that's I wouldn't be surprised if that's not true. So one other little piece is that the Thompson, the CORE Act is one less than 1% of Colorado's land mass. Right. So that's not very much, is it? No, 
how to be fussing about and calling it a land grab is and who did who who did that do you, do you know who did that oh i think that's just comes some standard verbiage well and and what i don't understand that either because it, it's all federal land there's not going to be any change in and in, in getting more federal land it's it's going to remain the same it's just going to have more protection so that's that's well, a sort of a, that's sort of a lame um uh, excuse isn't yeah. it well, and it's it's uh, headwaters or it's watershed land, which is critically important to to Colorado and and to uh, people downstate. You know, we're a headwaters state. We got to protect a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, a lot of people do rely on our water, and uh, for sure, and it, it's getting less and less. Uh, I know Las Vegas is having a, a heck of a problem uh, getting water. I think it's from Lake Mead, if I remember right. And uh, so, yeah, down downstream yep. users yep. are really uh, going to suffer uh, from this drought if it doesn't if we don't uh, get more rain and, and more moisture and, and and snow in the winter time. Hey, I'll get off here. Good show. Thank you. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Double T. Take care. You're welcome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought we had someone else there on the line, but we don't at this point. So please call in, if you would, at uh, 963-2976. I had that number somewhere, and I looked for it when I got on the air, and it was like nowhere to be found. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's like when you go somewhere and you ask what time it is, and the people point to the clock right above your head. It's, It's one of those things for sure. So I want to go back a little bit to to the um, State of the Rockies report because um, COVID has really affected. Oh, we got somebody on the line here. So uh, go ahead, uh, if you would, please. Go ahead. Yeah, I was listening to Katie and Kay and just had a comment. Okay. Go right ahead. You bet. Uh, It's a beautiful basin, and I think it's something that uh, should be left open for everybody to see. And, and uh, keep our uh, so, keep our forests and our beautiful areas accessible to the elderly and you bet. to all people. Thank you. You bet. Thank you for that uh, comment. I appreciate that. Anyone else? Uh, if you want to call in, please do so at nine seven. Uh, oh, of course, our area code nine six three two nine seven six. And um, that's a, that's a good point uh, because a lot of people were uh, uh, thinking that the CORE Act was going to um, prevent people from being able to do exactly what our caller uh, talked about, and that's uh, for people that don't have access, uh, older folks uh, that don't have access, and, and and that's not the case at all. There's not going to be any uh, closing of existing roads, jeep trails, or off-highway vehicle trails our motorcycle trails under the core act. And so I wanted to make sure that uh, people understand that. And uh, of the roughly 400,000 acres in the core act, only half of it's federal mineral with mineral withdrawal. Um, and less than a quarter of that acreage, about 73,000 acres. So I've got somebody on the, uh, here on the phone. Go right ahead. If you would, please. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. I was just calling um, about the ATV use. Uh, my wife and I had moved out of state about seven years ago uh, to Alaska and came back. And I've just, since we've been back in the past year, really have noticed a dramatic increase. Uh, we live up in the Leadville area, 
and it, it's in the summer. It's a, it's a full-time thing now, and we're definitely seeing impacts on, on our lands up here, uh, areas that really weren't being accessed and having issues there. So it's, it's definitely something that needs needs a little more oversight. I know we were in Moab uh, this summer and, and uh, got some friends that live there, and they're pretty overwhelmed with the amount of uh, ATV and side-by-side usage there now. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, uh, your comment. You have a good day. Thank you. You too. Yeah, it's it's not so much uh, that people want to keep ATVs out. It's responsible use, I think, is the most important thing. And I think a lot of people that uh, I've I've experienced in ATV use it has really decreased the ability to go uh, somewhere like the flat tops on uh, your regular um, four-wheel drive vehicle. Uh Ten years ago, I, I could go over to Adams Lake uh, from uh, from Bison Lake. I'd go go up that cut off there, and I tried it a, a few years ago. And the whole um, area is is now I couldn't get there in, in my in my Forerunner. So uh, I've I've noticed that you know it's the use is is increasing, and when, with that increase, I think we need more more responsibility by people that. Um, that use all the, that use the outdoors. Uh, we have a lot of people now that like to uh, sort of look at me culture. It's called, and there was actually a, recently it was a um, commentary uh, about uh, the look at me culture is leaving too many marks on our public land, and uh, so you know it, it's it's true. A lot of people don't have the ethics of the outdoors that many of us grew up with, and trying to take care of it and leave no trace. And uh, and want to uh, you know leave something I think without even thinking about it, and uh, and a, you know appreciation for for nature is one thing, but taking care of it is 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 shows that you appreciate it. So I'm hoping that uh, the fact that more people are now trying to get outdoors because of the virus, that that people do it responsibly. Uh, go ahead, uh, call in if you would at uh, numbers nine six three two nine seven six, and you're listening to. For land's sake, KDNK's public affairs program. I'm Bill Kite, your host. And today we're taking calls from uh, listeners. And again, that number is 963-2976. Let's get back a little bit here, too, to um, to Colorado. And and what about us in that that survey? Um, There were a lot of... um, Statistics. I know most people don't like statistics, but they do tell us a lot. We got somebody else calling in, so let's go ahead and take that call. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I live in Carbondale, and I know the last caller talked about ATVs, and they've really made um, life miserable for people in Marble and other small towns. And it makes the ATVs, they make it hard for not only the other four-wheel drive vehicles, but for people who just want to hike or bicycle. So I think that's just a huge problem that we need to address. Well, thank you. Do you have any uh, solution to that? How, how do we do that? Um, the people of Marble talked about the National Forest trying to address this problem, the National Forest Service problem, and maybe limiting them to special trails or special roads. And I'm not sure what the solution is, but that's what they were talking about. Okay. Well, thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate your comments. You're welcome. Uh, I was, like I said, I was hoping that Alex, who had sent me some information about the motorized uh, madness, as he called it, in an editorial, uh, that uh, would be able to elucidate a little bit on on his take on that. 
so that we could understand a little bit more. I, from what I read, it seems like it's, a, it's a, a more of a law enforcement issue from Gunnison County, and that's uh, you know part of Gunnison County uh, there in the Marble area. Uh, and uh, as a result, it's really hard for them to get across the mountain uh, unless they have some active patrols. And it was my understanding that the sheriff was, will be trying to have some extra patrols in that area to enforce the regulations that are already there. So that that could be one solution for sure. Uh, 970-963-2976 is the call-in number of the studio line here at KDNK. And this is, again... Uh, for land's sake, uh, KDNK Public Affairs Program. I wanted to get back to um, the Colorado uh, portion of the Conservation of the West Pole, Colorado College's state of the Rockies project. And 65% of Coloradans are worried about the future of nature. Uh, we mentioned a statistic a while ago, and that's uh, more concerned than a lot of the other states. And the energy on public land, 70% of the Coloradans would prefer they're members of Congress to emphasize conservation and recreation on public lands over, over maximizing the amount of land available for responsible energy development. So that's uh, something to take into consideration for sure. And 94% of Coloradans agree that even with state budget problems, we should find money to protect the state's land, water, and wildlife. Also, 82% of Coloradans Support funding directly to ensure adequate access to parks and natural areas for low-income people and communities of color that have disproportionately lacked them. And so we're starting to see that uh, the some of the um, problems that we've had in the past of really social justice rising in the forefront here and people's concerns about that across the board. And that action on climate change, uh, people support gradually transitioning to 100% clean renewable energy over the next 10 to 15 years, 72% of Coloradans support that. And the sad thing about this survey to me is that these numbers are important and they show that people's uh, concern is, is real and it's, uh, it's growing each year. And, and yet there doesn't seem to be anything but a deaf ear from many people in Congress uh, who, uh, have no idea apparently that uh, our concerns here in the West are what they are. So hopefully that report will get to the desk of congressmen uh, and and senators uh, here. If not already, um, let's hope that uh, they'll start paying attention to this information. 75 or 78%, excuse me, think that oil and gas development on national public land should be stopped or strictly limited as opposed to expanded. And, of course, President Biden has called a halt, a temporary halt, it looks like, to try to get a handle on what he feels like and his administration feels like uh, it needs a, a, a closer look. And, uh, again, 78 percent of Coloradans feel that uh, oil and gas development on national public lands should be stopped or strictly limited. So people that uh, responded to this uh, survey are really... Uh, they're they're wanting bold action, and if any of you out there have some ideas of what that bold ash action would look like, uh, call in here at nine six three two nine seven six, and give us your opinion. Uh, we all have an opinion on a lot of different things, and so we're we're asking for that opinion from you today. A little bit different format than what we usually have, but uh, we'd like to to sort of get uh, idea from uh, you listeners of what 
what you think are some of the threats to public land. And we've heard from a few of you already, but if you'd like, please call in and, and uh, we'll talk some more about that. The states in this poll used to be just five Western states in 2011 when the poll was started. And uh, now it's eight states covering Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. So uh, an overall margin of error for this uh, particular uh, study is only 2%. Uh, and uh, so I think it's a pretty accurate reflection of what people's opinions are across the West. People want more clean, renewable sources uh, for uh, energy. And they w we also want uh, to restore national monument protections to lands in the West. 77% of people responded with that uh, particular concern. And then 84% support creating new national parks, monuments, wildlife refugees, refuge, refuges, and tribal protected areas to protect historic sites or outdoor recreation areas. And 77% uh, of uh, voters believe that these types of protecting public areas help the economy in their state. And that's important because a lot of times we, we tend to not think about the economy from recreation and from protection of resources uh, and in creating national monuments and, and uh, protecting Native American sites and archaeological sites. But uh, because some people in Utah think that that's uh, overdone, and uh, yet it looks like from our opinion of people in this survey that they would like to see more of that. Also, 72% support making public lands a net zero source of carbon pollution, uh, meaning that impacts uh, positive impacts on the forest and lands to create clean air are greater than they'd like to see that be greater than carbon pollution caused by oil and gas development. Okay, and uh, then lastly, 77% support uh, they, uh, they support uh, covering, uh, conserving, excuse me, 30% of the land and waters. We just mentioned that, the 30-30 plan of, of uh, President Biden's administration. So if you get a chance, just go to Colorado College, their website, and you'll be able to find that report. It, like I said, it's 115 pages, and it's a uh, Really, it's a good report. I have not. I'm still reading on it, and it's it's uh it's got a lot of statistics, and it tends to overwhelm my brain when there are that many statistics. But it's a very good report, and I would suggest uh, that uh, everyone that gets a chance to read that. As far as the fire forecast, I used to be asked by people, "What uh, did I think was was uh, going to happen on the with the fire season?" And I told them, "I I would not be." Um, silly enough to try to predict what mother nature would do but we certainly could use some more moisture in the form of snow here this year so that we don't get into the same situation we got in last year with uh, fires wildland fires and uh, certainly that's a concern i have uh, that uh, especially in the red zone or in the wildland urban interface where people tend to build um, that are still building considerably that presents a huge problem for those people who are trying, the firefighters who are trying to protect life and property, to be able to do their job when more and more people are building into the uh, wildland urban interface. So let's keep an eye out on uh, our moisture this year and uh, see if we can't uh, offer a few prayers up to try to um, have a lot less of a fire season than we had this year. So, uh, 
you know, talking a little bit about sometime along this program, I'd like to de- dedicate it to social justice uh, and uh, environmental justice, because that's a, an issue that I uh, find very important. It's important to me. And I hope it's important to other people as well. Um, and uh, so I appreciate very much uh, you calling in today, those of you that did. And um, we might try this another time uh, here in the future to uh, offer uh, people's comments on what we are doing. So I uh, want to thank everybody that called in. And uh, this is Bill Kite. And tune in to us every other, let's see, every second Tuesday of the month at 4.30 for land's sake and uh, whatever you do to Mother Nature, please do it for land's sake. Mm-hmm.